Hey guys, what's up? It's Becca Hayes, and I'm sure you guys can guess what I'm about to talk to you about. Your drinking water, your tap water, what is going into your homes, what is going into your body, your mind, and your spirit. Uh, first of all, I want to congratulate Blair Lemont and Kelly Merritt. They are recent owners of the Enaviv water system in their home. They've had it for a couple weeks now, and they already are feeling the difference on their skin and their hair and obviously feeling the difference internally, um, tasting the water. It's a different taste. Uh, overall, their health is already increasing for the better. There's toxins and chemicals that are getting dumped into our drinking water, our tap water. Recently, there was a video that just recently leaked out, and I'm going to be talking about that and probably in a few more episodes ahead. The episode is called Watch the Water. It's, um, it's on rumble.com. You could probably go there and look it up now if you don't want to wait for me to come out and talk about it. But come to find out the coronavirus has actually been dumped in our water systems the last couple of years. That's why it spreads so rapidly. It makes sense. Put it in the water. Um, and it's not what you think it is too. So there's a little preview for you, but not to mention that, but also the arsenic, the pesticides, the nitrates, aluminum, hormones, lead, fluoride. Fluoride's such a big one because a lot of people think that is healthy to ingest, which is so not healthy. It might be okay as oral care uh, occasionally. I don't like orally, but that's not a sexual joke. <laughs> but it's not, fluoride is just not good. Just a few facts on fluoride. Fluoride is the only drug forced into our water supply with no control of dosing. Um, there have been 23 plus human studies and 100 animal studies that link fluoride to brain damage. Um, that's a pretty big deal, guys. 41% of American children have dental fluoritis caused by excess fluoride. Take control of your health and monitor what is going into your, your water and what is going into your body, your children's bodies. Enavive Water is there to help you. They're the good guys. Uh, they will beat anybody's prices. They have financing available. I mean, there is no excuse not to have fresh, pure water in your home. If you're in Utah and you live around Pleasant Grove, you can go to their location and get free water. Take control of your health and watch your health turn around once you've had pure water and once you stop drinking the poison. Let Enavive Water come out to your home or go to their location in Pleasant Grove let them show you what you're drinking. Let them show you what is in your water and let them educate you. Please give my friends a call at 801-993-0080. That's again, 801-993-0080. Or you can go to their website at enaviv.com. That's E-N-E-V-I-V-E.com. Can we freeze the way to be? Damn. Welcome to the Becca Hayes Show. Um, Shit, you got the new intro. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to the Becca Hayes Show. I'm your host, Becca Hayes. And with me tonight, I have a very special guest, Jacob Stansfield. Hi. It's been some time. It's been a hot minute since you've been in the studio. Yeah. We are going to talk about cryptocurrency because Jake is knee deep in it. And it's something that you love and you're passionate about. Yeah. Very passionate about. I mean, it's your, it's kind of, um, it's a, bit, it's a big part of your life. I mean, that's what you're making a living off I of, I live right? off of now, yeah. You live off of completely just doing cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. 
So we're going to talk about how you're doing that, first of all. Um, and then we're going to get into what cryptocurrency is for those people like me that really are kind of clueless. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very standoffish when it comes to the crypto world because I don't understand it. And I understand that, that mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Yeah. And so it does, I don't want to say, I don't know the word like fear, but uh, I dismiss it easily because I don't understand it. I think it's overwhelming too. Like it, it, is, it, is, it is not user friendly yet. And that's unfortunate, but it's funny to me, especially someone like you, who's like <laughs> all the conspiracies and the anti-government kind of control and everything, which, you know, we agree on a lot and disagree on some uh -huh. things, but I, I think the primary motive for most of the really big crypto enthusiasts is that like, this is money that the government cannot control. And it's so cool. Well, and I want you to get into like, why is, why can't the government control that? Cause I think that, that kind of blows a lot of people's minds too, because I'm like, it's just too good to be true. Um, what do you mean too good? What is it? What's Cause it's good? like the government can't control it. Like when's the last time we had anything that the government didn't have their hands in besides like the spiritual realms and shit. I mean, they're trying to, they'll have their hands in it. Like, Ideally, they'll regulate it in a way that is conducive to its growth and allows for innovation, which they should do. But that's it's something that's very hard for them to do, which is why nothing's really been done. Their governments are terrified of Bitcoin. Terrified. Well, and also my concern is, too, I feel like it came on quickly. Mm. And... I kind of have like the mentality that it's going to go away quickly. <laughs> you know, Bitcoin's 15 years old now. See, well, I didn't know that. So that's good to know. Yeah. So there you go. So that's, wow, 15 years old. 15 years old, 2007. So what made it pop? Because the economy or because? Uh, it hasn't really, it's been pretty slow growth. Uh, I mean, it's first, well, I can't even say first. Like it's been slowly growing. And the whole time everyone has been like, Wow, that's so inflated because it was initially fractions of a penny. One of the first um, actual purchases made with Bitcoin was some of the really, really early adopters when there's like literally five or ten people using it. Um, they're like, it would be so cool if we could like actually buy something with this. And they convinced a pizza place to accept it for two pizzas and they spent 10,000 Bitcoin for two pizzas, <laughs> which currently is worth 400 million dollars holy shit yeah but how can you how can you yeah. convince someone to be like here let me pay this this i don't know air for two pizzas like what, it, what i don't understand it i don't know and back then like, it really was probably more of a gimmick where they're just like whatever it'll be funny um but it, it's been slowly growing for a long time so the I guess you wanted a really basic overview of what this is, correct? Um, sorry, I'm eating. <laughs> oh, I just dropped noodles. Yeah, ramen noodles. I'm, <laughs> I'm eating ramen noodles. I don't know what it is. I've been addicted to ramen noodles yeah. for the last few months. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but yeah. it's so good. <laughs> and I add some bone broth to it. Yeah, I think your health is deteriorating <laughs> watching you live on ramen noodles alone. No, I, I've been drinking the mushrooms and shit, so I think that's... that's two days in. You've had no, days. no, I've been taking the mushroom oh, supplements, yeah, yeah. yeah, for a while now. And um, 
that's really, I've, I've seen my health actually increase in my energy. So I think that's why I'm able to eat the ramen and, and survive still. Sure, sure. <laughs> Whatever helps you. I know, right? <laughs> they are delicious. They, really, I don't know what it is. Um, I think they're starting to add crack to it. So it's like yeah, making that, it taste better. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it said no MSG on the packaging. So I no, don't know. Added, added MSG. Yeah. <laughs> we have the natural stuff in yeah. it. Okay. So how are you, first of all, let's just get into a little bit how you're living off of Bitcoin or crypto. I don't even see. I don't even know like the difference. I feel like we should start with what it okay. is if you want to go there. Yeah. Let's start with what cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, all that fun stuff is. Cool. So break it down for people that are really like cannot grasp it with their mind like me. Sure. Um, Simplify it. When the internet was created, keep in mind that a lot of people, I'd say the majority were like, this is dumb. This is a fad. People were like, no one's ever going to buy stuff on there. Why would I buy like Jeff Bezos is famous for his stories of people like, why would I buy books on the internet? Like, why? Why would, and the Zappos guy too, who started shoes online, which that sold for hundreds of millions. Yeah, I get that. Um, people were resistant to the new technology, but what the internet allowed was you could copy files infinitely. So there's pictures or videos or whatever. You could copy them, send them anywhere. And that opened up a whole world of possibilities. Who is the creator of Bitcoin? It or, doesn't or even matter. His name is Satoshi Nakamoto, which we think is a pseudonym. No one knows who he is. That's kind of sketch in itself, don't you think? I mean, why? Who cares? If you're not really knowing who it's coming from, like, how do you know that you even trust that person? How do you know that person's trustworthy? What's cool about Bitcoin is it removes trust. That's why it's better than all banks and everything Does else. it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. Keep going. So what is Bitcoin? What is cryptocurrency? <laughs> Bitcoin is completely digital currency. There's 21 million in existence that can never be changed. No one can go in and change the code or add Bitcoins or create Bitcoins. It is impossible. Wait, so there's only 21 million Bitcoins that exist? Yes, ever. It's, that's all that's ever going to be. There will never, ever be more than 21 million. Why is that? Because that's all that was created, and the code was done like that so that people couldn't deflate it that way, like government money. Okay, I kind of like that. Exactly. I'm, awesome. I'm listening. There we go. I have your attention. You've never told me that before. You never asked. I feel like that's really important. It really is. <laughs> so governments, our current money is based completely on trust of government. Oh, God. <laughs> Yep. There's no <laughs> gold backing it. There's no silver backing it. They can literally just print it. Which they have. They keep going. And what's funny, well, not even funny, is sad. We often look at America as the global peacekeeper and everything. America kind of does some sketchy shit because they want to keep the dollar as the global exchange currency. 70% of all American dollars are outside of the United States. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, we only have actually 30% of our money. So when they print another $10 trillion, the, the, the inflation, the cost of that money is born carried by the whole world. It's kind of sad. They all get hurt, more than we even do. Well... <laughs> Because there's 70% of our world. money outside of the U.S. 
Yeah. And we take for granted the fact that, I mean, until the last year or so, they've been printing money like crazy and justified by Corona. But of course, we've never had a situation where our government seizes all our money and decides to completely like switch currency to a new thing that they've named and like killed the value of our money. Like you saw that in Venezuela recently, people had all of their life savings and then the government just killed it all. When did that happen? All the time. Countries all around I mean, the world. Probably China. China's communists. They, they don't, they have a, they have an interesting system. They have a, like a, yeah, there's this pretty if you misbehave, you don't get like their social credit. System? Yeah. What the fuck is up with that? I, don't know. I feel like that's what the presidential, um, I feel like that's what like our president and our corrupt government right now is trying to work their way to up some point system. I don't know. I don't know. Hope not. Hope not either, but fuck. Yeah. But when that stuff happens, people start leaning towards something that the government can't control. Guns. So back to crypto. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) We take for granted the fact that our government hasn't completely ruined our currency and it's retained its value because that's the global reserve currency. Other countries don't have that. And there's been so many situations where lives are completely ruined. People's life savings are gone because their currency got screwed. Like Venezuela, it's like a, a loaf of bread is like $2 trillion there. Their, their currency is ridiculous. It's like quadrillions and shit. Wow. This happens all over the world all the time. Mm. So outside of the U.S., Bitcoin keeps getting more and more and more popular because the government can't do anything with it. And for that reason, a lot of governments are afraid of it and have tried to ban it. I think China's banned it like three times and then they're like, okay, fine. And then they they can't, right? Can they, they technically don't have any control over it. So how are they banning it? Like saying that punish people that they find like with their point system and shit. Oh, fuckers. I don't know. Yeah. Or, or not allow business, business owners to accept it. Maybe. Yeah. And the way that, the way that most governments are attempting to control it is with what's called on ramps and off ramps. So, that's the process of exchanging fiat currency, any government currency. Like if you have dollars and mm-hmm. you want to buy crypto, you need to get it into the system. That's an on-ramp. So you could go to like Coinbase. You could connect your bank account and use dollars to buy crypto. That's an on-ramp. But that process, that trade is where governments are stepping in because they can regulate that step. Like you can only spend so much money on crypto or you can't, you're not allowed to do that or... There's not specific rules like that, but they can see it and they can trace it. So, like, they know who you are and they see how much Bitcoin you've purchased so they can tax you on it. Once it's in the crypto system, I could switch it to some kind of privacy currency. There's many of them. There's, like, Monero, which is now the primary currency of the dark web because it's untraceable. Um you can deal in the crypto world and the government's not going to be able to do anything. They have no idea. So what they're doing is controlling the on-ramps and when you mm. bring it back out and want to convert it to dollars. Which what you're doing right now. They can see that too. What I'm doing. What? what well, um, so you're using crypto to live off of. Yeah. Like that's your income is cryptocurrency. Yes. Because you have all these investments. Um, it's kind of like the stock market of crypto what you're doing, right? Not really, no. Okay, so that's another thing confusing in itself. So you're going to explain that in a minute. But yeah, real quick though. So 
is that the only way to buy cryptocurrency is through the let's just talk american right now but the through the american dollar like you have to give a physical like amount to buy crypto like how what's another way to buy crypto i mean you need a currency to buy it so whatever country so, you're in you could use so we're in the u.s so we'd have to use the US, u.s dollar dollars. yeah okay mm -hmm. so that's kind of scary <laughs> because you're not physically getting something i think that's what people at least for me that kind of like blocks me from understanding it and trusting it because i'm like putting my my money into the digital world but i'm not physically getting something in return physically like How the actual your, money in my right, hands right but i'm challenging you let's look at that so physically mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. one how much of your money is actually physical okay you'd have a point I mean, we're using PayPal, we're using Venmo, we're using credit cards, debit cards. But I can go to my accounts. bank account and just take all the money out. You can if they have the money. Oh, shit. What happens if there's a run on the banks like happens in tons of other countries? Not much in I the U.S. Right. Since, yeah. the, since the depression. The banks don't have the money. Then what? Like, we, it's so easy to look at our piece of paper that says 100 on it and be like, I have trust in this. Because it's always worked in the past, right? Yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. It's literally a piece of paper. And as soon as government decides that it's just paper, you're fucked. Mm. That's happened in a lot of other countries. I agree. Not so much the U.S. Yeah. But with the way they're printing money, it's devaluing it. We see everything, prices soaring. The way that most people immediately look at it is, wow, price is up. Gas price is up. Why? The value of the dollar, our money, is sinking. Yeah. It's worth less and less mm -hmm. and less. That's what makes prices go up and up and yep. up. Inflation. Yeah. So if I wanted to, could I pay like my mortgage with crypto? Um, it depends on who you're working with. Banks hate it also because it threatens their existence. Um, all banking globally is run by a system called SWIFT. And that is what allows banks to send money to each other. Almost all of it. When you're using PayPal or Venmo or banking or wire transfers or debit cards, it's all running through a system called SWIFT, which is a weird name because it actually takes like three to four days to move anything. Mm. Like when you yeah. transact, like it's a credit in a system on a ledger. It, takes, it doesn't it's a, get settled for days. It takes a few days unless you pay like a fee, then you get it right away. Yeah, and wire transfers, which surprisingly a lot get lost and confused and oh. cost a lot. And you mm -hmm. have to go to the bank to do it half the time. Like, mm -hmm. It's annoying. With crypto, you don't have to do that. You don't need any government's permission. You don't need any permission at all. No banks have to run through it. You can send money to anybody who has a phone. And even today, I think there's something like two and a half billion people in the world that don't have access to banks. Like, they can't access them. So how do you think they're sending money to each other? The people from other countries trying to earn money here and send money home. Yeah, how are they doing it? A lot of people are adopting crypto. Oh, okay. Because it's better, it's faster, it's safer. And... It's not going to be deflated overnight. It is extremely volatile, however. And so that brings in what's called stable coins. There are coins that 
are tied to the value of dollars. So if you are worried that, let's say, Bitcoin's going to drop soon, you could move your crypto into a stable coin. The most famous one's called Tether, and it just stays at the value of a dollar, no matter what. But it stays in the crypto digital world. See, right then, that in itself gives me anxiety, having to watch the cryptocurrency market or the Bitcoin market and having to constantly move my money around, which isn't that something- I mean, you don't have to. Well, I don't want it to devalue, though. Your dollar is. You feel better? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's like crypto is like- It's more volatile. It is. Yeah. And it's it's anxiety driven because I've I've watched you numerous times be like, get on your phone and the stock, we'll we'll call it the stock market. No, don't. I I have to talk about that. It's nothing. It's not even close to the stock market. But it's similar, though. It's like all of a sudden it goes up and then it goes down within like minutes and hours, days. Like it's just, it's a constant moving, devaluing and and valuing the the coins. Have you ever seen me get bummed about it? Yes. Uh-uh. A few times. No. Yeah. I'll be like, I lost X thousands of dollars today. Yeah, just like you guys. And you're like, that would stress me out. <laughs> yeah. You're not bothered? <laughs> you do it all the time. I don't. Well, so I just, I don't know. Um, okay. Real quick, because I'm curious, and I know that people listening to this are curious how you're living off of just cryptocurrency. How crypto is paying uh, your mortgage, your bills, your groceries, your gas. Okay, so... You don't have any other job but crypto. <laughs> I don't. Besides no. painting, you do sell paintings. You're an artist. Sure. So, which you just made a phenomenal painting, actually, recently. It's just sold it right away. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, I got curious about crypto in 2017. I'm going to go through the whole story. No, I want to. I'm, yeah, I'm curious. So my friend Hayden, like... I had heard about it, but he kind of really piqued my interest. And I was like, oh, Bitcoin, it's so so inflated now. It's like eight grand. Or no, I said it's like $3,000. He's like, it's 8000 I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not buying that. Um, Which, but I, okay, go on. I started digging into like what it actually is because most people um, initially viewing cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, we view it as a stock. Because that's the closest thing we have to relate it to. It's not that at all. Um, so there's no way of knowing how high it can go. Um, it's easy to look at it as as inflated. I remember thinking how inflated I thought it was and then watched it go to like 10,000 the next day. Holy shit. Like now it's really inflated. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because I saw that, I didn't look at Bitcoin specifically. I haven't held Bitcoin at all. I own zero Bitcoin right now. Um, but I started digging into the crypto world and looking at actual fundamentals of what it is, and I was blown away. I don't think I've ever researched anything that in-depth. I spent like eight hours digging into it daily for months and months. Um, I had just finished my MBA and... Still, like, I went and did an internship, even though I had no need for it anymore because I was done with school, but it was at a venturecapital.org. And what that is is mentoring startup companies on how to pitch their startup to venture capital and angel investors. And so learning what investors were actually looking for was very insightful. 
And then we would watch the companies that we mentored actually pitch to a panel of venture capital and angels from around Utah that would come, because this is a nonprofit organization to help startups. And they would just give feedback. So I did that for months and months, learned probably more than I did in most of my schooling. The one thing that really stood out to me is what venture capital groups are looking for more than anything is can this team do stuff? Is this a good team? There can be an absolutely brilliant idea, like solid gold. This is the best idea since Google. And if it's a moron who's got the idea and thinks he's going to make it big, it will fail. Starting companies is extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. But there can also be a team that knows what they're doing and they won't even have an idea and they'll get backed with millions of dollars. Mm, interesting. There's this joke in the venture capital world. I don't remember who it was, but there was a group that pitched some, a pretty famous venture capital group. They literally said, we have no idea. They pitched nothing, but they said, our team can do this. And like their team was impressive and they got backed. So what I took from all of this was look at the teams. So I went into the crypto world and there was already thousands of different blockchains and cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin to me seemed like I missed the boat, even though it was at like $10,000. What is Bitcoin at now? Uh, it hit 60,000 uh, like six months ago. Right now it's around 42,000. Okay, so what do you mean by it's around 42,000? So I don't even understand that. One Bitcoin costs $42,000. Oh shit. Yeah. So if I wanted to buy one Bitcoin, I'd have to spend 40000 American dollars? Yes. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding. <laughs> and most of the people that are deep into crypto believe it will top a million. Shit. Yeah. So what are you into? What have you invested into? I'll get there in a sec. Okay. So started looking at teams. I started using all of everything I learned from business school and my... You have an MBA, right, in business? Okay. Yeah, yep. And more importantly, like my venture capital backing with that volunteer program I did. Mm -hmm. Started digging into teams, stumbled upon this group from MIT. It was a handful of MIT engineers and MIT MBAs that were making a cryptocurrency that was trying to explain this like simply is gonna i don't i don't try not to yeah dumb like it down asshole. no just try to dumb it down first of all i need to step back bitcoin is like a digital gold okay so it's not super easy to transact with gold right it's heavy I mean, it's big it's heavy mm -hmm. um one block i forget the block time but it's like 10 minutes or something like that so it takes 10 minutes for every like transaction to process. Um, and if there's crypto people listening, that 10 minutes might be wrong. I don't remember if it's five or 10 or 20 or something, but it's a number of minutes and it's not super fast. Okay. There are cryptocurrencies that will do like seconds or even less than seconds. Um, Bitcoin made it possible for- Less than seconds. Fractions of seconds. Okay. Yeah. I mean- like multiple transactions. Really that fast? Yes. <laughs> okay, go on. That's how fast the blocks move. <laughs> okay. 
See, I feel like we're ahead of ourselves because like we haven't established what a blockchain is. No, it's okay. Just go. Or what Bitcoin is. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, you don't want me to go there yet? Not yet. I want you to finish what you're going to say then because you were talking about the, um, you know, Bitcoin is, is gold basically in the yeah. digital world. Right. So what came along after Bitcoin is called Ethereum. And that's where it really got interesting. Um, Bit Ethereum is a lot faster. So, Transfer time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it allows for that digital money to be programmed. So now money can be programmed. Like you can say, you can write what's called smart contracts. And you can be like, I want to send... X amount of Ethereum to this account um, when, say your kid's in college, when when the amount in this account goes below X, I want to refund it with this amount. If uh, their grades are higher than X, you can program all of that. If you have a, an electric car that is on the internet, you can have it know when a part is like off tesla's doing this like when a part is about to fail or wearing out it can order its own parts and have them arrive in about time. to fail <laughs> like like I'm things, doing that, air wear, things right that wear out if there's uh -huh. like a battery batteries wear out eventually uh -huh. um but ethereum made money programmable with smart contracts and there's infinite ways you can make it programmable so what do you mean by programmable? I mean, like I said, like with your college student, you can make a smart contract that says my account and you'll have a wallet address will send X amount of money to this account. Well, how do they know if their grades are good? Through what's called oracles, which pulls in data from the outside world. That's fucking creepy. You can have it. What you do Talk is, about being tracked. What's tracked? That's though? weird. Like you're tracking tracking my kids' grades. I mean, you don't have to. It's your own contract. It's not like some government system. It's uh -huh. yourself. Okay. It's you looking at your kids' grades. So then I have to input like, oh, they got A's this semester. You don't have to. You can program it to go in and check. That's crazy though that it can do that. You can do it with almost anything. Like private stuff like that might be a little more tricky, but there's oracles that would like you can be like if this flight lands late on this day or if x weather is higher than this on this you can program your money with anything on like infinitely complex levels i feel like you would need a consultant if you wanted to get into this world you would you would that's intense i don't i have no idea how to write smart contracts but the point is ethereum made that possible okay so you don't have to have a smart contract but you don't it, have to. It's an option. I've never if you used want it. That. I think I don't know. I think it's kind of stupid. I wouldn't have one. You will eventually. But <laughs> okay. so back to me. I was evaluating teams. <laughs> okay. I found this team. <laughs> back to you. I found this team from MIT that was building um, a platform that allowed for smart contracts with encrypted data, which no one has been able to do. One major downfall with blockchains is that they are public to everyone anyone can get online and look at a specific block 
and they can see every single transaction of all Bitcoins. So if I wanted to buy, let's say, like a nudie magazine with Bitcoin, you would see that transaction? What you would see is a wallet address and an amount of money moving to another wallet address. That's all you would really see. So my purchases aren't private? No, they're not private. Mm, That's interesting. Every single blockchain, well, not every single, most of them, Bitcoin, Ethereum, like blockchains are public because of how they're set up. So how would I view your blockchains? You wish you could. (laughs) (laughs) Easy. (laughs) No, for real though. Like how would I view yours? It's called a block explorer. You'd get on and you'd be able to see transactions from a wallet to another wallet. You can go look up a wallet address and see how much currency they have. You don't necessarily know who owns that wallet. Well, how do I find out what your wallet is? Um, you'd have to find out my code, and it's like 30 digits of letters and numbers. So if I know your code, I can go on the internet. You could see what I have in there, yeah. And type in what? To go to what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Tell me. You just have to look it up on the Block Explorer. Look up the wallet address. So is it blockexplorer.com? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why are you excl- why aren't you enclosing this information? Why are you trying to look at my blockchain? <laughs> Just curious. So it's blockexplorer.org com net. What is it? I don't even know. I just Right now you don't know. Now <laughs> Now we plead the fifth. Just Google it. Okay, but then so if I have your code, then I type your code in and then I don't I- even know my own wallet address. <laughs> It's like copy paste. It's so long. Okay. So it's not something you even memorize. ideally, if we really wanted to know, we could look up your transactions. Okay. Yes. So like That's government creepy, yeah. government could trace everything. Once they know your wallet address, they can see all of your activity. How do you how do they find your wallet address? Who knows? But they could if they really wanted. Okay. One way they do it is with the on ramp. That's how they regulate it. So if I'm on Coinbase, I'm like, I have ten grand. I want to buy some Bitcoin. I'm gonna use Coinbase. So you buy it on Coinbase. Coinbase gives you a wallet address. That's where your Bitcoin is. So the government could see that. And they know it's tied to you because you used Coinbase, which which makes you register. So they have your name. They have your information. So they know that that's your wallet address. And wherever that money goes, they could connect to you. They can trace it back. Now... Almost every single Fortune 500 company is betting really heavy on crypto. All of them. Every major company I know of is going into it hard. But if you think about any big industry, whether it's hospitals or insurance or like anything, in order for them to run a business on a blockchain, it has to be private. Like, you can't have people's names and people's addresses. Say you wanted to do, like, an Uber, but it's blockchain-based, so it's decentralized. It can't be controlled by any government or even a corporation, necessarily. But now, I can go on and see, this person got a ride from this address to this address. If I know your wallet stuff, I can trace everything to you. Which, if you're in a relationship, you better find out your man's. You better find, <laughs> you better that find out. out. Know that code. You better write it down and put it on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but like big companies cannot fully enter the blockchain space until there is the ability to do it completely privately to keep people's to keep people's data safe and private. 
So So that's like you're saying that's the only flaw. Yes. In the coin world, in the digital coin world. What I found when I was digging in 2017 was a company called Enigma built by MIT guys that was Ethereum, so it was programmable money, but they were able to do it fully encrypted. You could not see the information. Mm. So it was totally private. They've rebranded now, and they're called Secret Network. And you're invested in Secret Network, right? Yeah, I bet really heavy on them when I found them. You've been with them from the very beginning, and now how long has it been since you've actually seen a revenue from them? They actually they hadn't launched when I invested. Um, I put in eighteen thousand dollars in twenty seventeen. In like, eighteen thousand like American dollars. Yeah. Damn. Why high or low? Oh, that's a lot. Oh. So <laughs> especially the poor mouse over here. <laughs> Just give me the crumbs. I put in Go eighteen on. grand in like November of twenty seventeen, and then I remember Christmas morning. I just kept refreshing it, and it went from like eighteen to like thirty thousand, and then like I opened a few more presents, and it was like forty thousand, <laughs> and I kept going, and it was like fifty five thousand, and I literally in the space of two hours, it went from eighteen to like eighty thousand. And when you say eighteen thousand, that's like eighteen thousand a coin. I'm talking dollars. Wait, eighteen thousand dollars? Oh, yeah. So you then? So you said it? Value was- in dollars. Okay, so you said your you just your account was up to like like eighty grand, eighty thousand dollars within. And it was funny because it was Christmas morning, and I was just watching that go up, and it was fun. How, what year was this? Twenty seventeen. Okay. Right after that, the whole crypto market tanked. That's when Bitcoin hit like twenty one thousand dollars, and in January it all started sinking. So I wrote it all the way down. You never took it out. No, could, I actually could you have taken it out? Yeah. I ended up that eighteen thousand was just a part of it. I had over, I had like a hundred and fifty thousand that I had put in. Um, it, I, I watched it evaporate over like the space of like two years. And how did that make you feel? It was really hard. I, I went bankrupt in twenty twenty, as you know. Like my company went under. My crypto was worth jack shit. I had to sell it in the bankruptcy, but it was, it was like. A couple thousand dollars at that point. It had sank down that low. Oh, damn. And you invested like over $100,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched it go literally, not to zero, but really, really low. And as soon as I finished my bankruptcy, I gathered like five grand and I bought it all back. Because that's the only thing that gave me hope. Because I had like that much trust in what this was. Wow. So, fast forward to today. Bitcoin, the way it runs is through miners. So I'm going to go real quick into the fundamentals of what crypto is. Okay. We should have done this in the beginning. <laughs> Anyone that's listening that has any knowledge of crypto is going to be like, you're butchering the shit out of it. <laughs> no, I feel like you're explaining it well enough where I'm starting to grasp it. Like okay, I've cool. actually, so, I might invest a little bit. My apologies my save- for my failure to explain clearly. No, it's, I think you're doing a really good job. No, I think it's, I think you're doing really well. Go on. But I want to like at least cover the real basics. So if you've heard of Bitcoin mining, it's miners that uphold what Bitcoin is because it's just code. And why it's... Not actually miners, like they're over 18, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> ER, not OR. <laughs> okay. So a mine mining Bitcoin is having a server 
that upholds the Bitcoin network, the okay. blockchain. Okay. The reason that Bitcoin is not able to be hacked or controlled by any government is there's no Bitcoin building. There's no Bitcoin company. There's no Bitcoin CEO. It's like... Where the fuck... Uh, then how does it... like? It's decentralized. So no one knows where it's coming from. We do. It's on hundreds of thousands of computers around the world. Every single one of those computers has the entire Bitcoin code on it. So, real quick, what a blockchain is, is think of just like a, think of a piece of paper and call that a block. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this address is sending this amount to this address. Okay. And it's every, every person that's doing a Bitcoin transaction within that 10 minute period. It's going to be this amount to this address, this amount to this address. And it's all written on this piece of paper. That's a, called a blockchain. That's a block. And then every 10 minutes, it processes up. Boom. It moves that block. All those transactions are processed. So now, all that Bitcoin is wherever it is now. It has moved. And now you have a new block. Yep. New block. Any transactions, boom. And it just moves. Okay. Okay. I get it. That's all it is. A miner is all of the servers that are processing that information. Mm. So in order to corrupt that data or control that data, you have to gain access to 51% of those servers. So if you can get like 51% of Bitcoin's miners, then you could control it. But I don't see how that is humanly possible. You'd have to, I mean, it's just people in their basement. You know what I mean? There's farms around the world that have tons of miners, but. So technically you don't know who's controlling this, like who started it. Who? Well, it's not controlled. What it is, is all of these computers, they all have to reach a consensus. It's like, they all check each other. Like, yep, we all have the same block. If there's like one computer that's like, nah, this amount goes here. And it tries to like mm -hmm. corrupt it or confuse it. It's kicked off. Because all the other computers have the correct block. So you can't confuse it when there's hundreds of thousands so of people it's verifying So if it's it. on computers, though, who makes the computers? What do you mean? Apple. Sure. Okay. It and doesn't matter. Well, how, well if, they're, they're, if they're creating these programs and we're using... They're not creating the programs. Okay. If, well, the programs for the, the internet, like Google and all that shit, the corruption. No, that's not used. Well, what is used then? It, but you're using a computer to access this. Yeah, that's just processing. So that that's kind of scares me in itself because we're not, it's not these Bitcoin makers that are creating these computers. So we're still using servers that is controlled by the government. No, there's no control. It's just a process. It's a chip. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how no. it works. Okay. So that's Bitcoin's consensus mechanism, meaning they all reach consensus on what a block is, is use, is mining. I just don't understand that if we can have hackers that can hack into shit, how, why can't hackers hack into like Bitcoin transactions and why can't the government hack into it? Like if they can. Okay. So, so that's say, scary. So say we have a hundred thousand. I don't know how many Bitcoin miners there are. Okay. Say there's a hundred thousand. All right. And the government hacks into some or gets their own and starts trying to hack into it. Which I'm sure they will. I'm sure they have. Sure. 99% mm -hmm. of them, of the other ones, are not hacked. So they're going to be like, we reach consensus. 
you don't, and it's kicked off. Mm. Unless you can track down 51,000 of the, like, mining units in the world and, and change their code, you can't do it. And there's no way in hell any, anyone's going to be able to do that. Why? Because it's hundreds <laughs> of thousands. You'd need to I like... hold it past them. It, 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 uh, it can't be done. Okay. The, the odds of it are like octillions. All right. So now that we talked about the fundamentals of blockchains and... But real quick, I'm oh. answering your question. It just takes a long time to get there. I'm sorry. So you asked how I'm making money off of it. Yeah, that's what I was just actually going to go into right now. Right. Yeah. So the consensus mechanism is called mining with Bitcoin. With a, with others, there's another one called staking. And that is if you have like 10,000 of a token, say secret network, which is what I'm in, you basically put it into a specific account and lock it up. When you say lock it up, what does that mean? Like you cannot take from it? I can't access it quickly. It's not It's not liquid. So when do you access it? I can, but it takes time to move out. How much time? It depends on the blockchain. But like say, say a month. Oh, it would take a month for you to get money from that. Something like that. Okay. It depends on the blockchain. But some of them don't use mining. They use staking. And that's how the network is stabilized. And when you're staking your coat, your to- <laughs> when you're staking words, your tokens, <laughs> they're hard. <laughs> uh, like they will give you interest because uh-huh. you're upholding the network. Just like if you're mining, they'll give you bitcoins. That's how you're getting bitcoins. Is you're processing the data for the network, so it rewards you. Staking works the same way. That's what I do. Secret network runs on staking. I have all of my tokens locked up in staking and I'm paid like it was 30% interest for the last year and a half. Um, Now it's down to like 24% because more people are in it. But that's basically what I live on. I take that money and I invest it into another crypto that pays more interest. And I live off of that one. So they're paying you interest because your money's locked up with them. Yep. It's just kind of like a bank in a sense I where mean, like savings, but like obviously very low, but a little bit. Sure. I mean, it's the same in the sense that there's interest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sure. I'm trying to break it down for dummies like me. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to the crypto world. What's cool is that like the way that they pay you that interest is look at it as say stocks, right? If I have a stock that's worth $10 each and I have 10,000 of them, they're locked up. So I'm paid in stocks. So they give me more stocks. So I have 10,000. Then they give me like 200 more every month because it's staked. And on top of that, the value of all of those stock is growing. So next month it's worth $12. So it's growing in two ways, which is very cool. Or dropping. It can drop too. You've seen it drop a lot of times. Darn Aren't you ever nervous that nervous that it's going to drop so low where you're not making enough interest on it? Yeah, that's a that's a very very real risk. My my retirement could could be cut short anytime. But mm. like I've been bankrupt before. So you're like what's what's another bankruptcy? Like I have been I've been to <laughs> Bring the bottom. It. I know how stressful and scary it is, but it's like I've also I've I've done it, you know. 
you've overcome that. You kind of don't have that big fear anymore. It, it's still there for sure and having a child. But, I mean, I try to set it up. Like I said, there's multiple layers. It's not just relying on the one blockchain that's paying interest. I'm moving that into another one. You're constantly moving interest. it, I feel like you are. Yeah. And that's that's where you lose me. I'm like, let me just put it in one area and then let's just continue this transaction. I think it's, it's a, well, it's overwhelming. I mean, obviously you're not doing that because you know, you, you need to live off of of an X amount of interest. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly moving it and that in itself would blow my mind away. But, um, let's say before we get, we're going to get into NFTs here in just a minute, but and how, what you're doing with them and how you're creating your own, which I think is phenomenal. But before we get into that, let's say me, someone that doesn't, I mean, that's just learning about the crypto world. That's a little gun shy about it. Mm-hmm. Let's say I want to invest a thousand dollars. What is the best way to go about it? Um, the simplest way is download the Coinbase app. Okay. Um, you'll download the app create an account, and then it'll have you connect a bank account. You connect a debit card or a bank account, and then you can just buy whatever crypto you'd like. So as soon as I buy the crypto, mm-hmm. do I need to like lock it up? Like, what do I do? Like, You don't have to. It'll just show in your Coinbase account that you have, say you put in your whatever, $42,000, or say 3000 No, I said 1000 Okay. Easy. A thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so Ethereum right now is like... A, Around three thousand dollars. So, say you put in a thousand, you want to buy Ethereum, you now have one third of one Ethereum, zero point three three ETH. So I have one coin. No, you have zero point three three. I don't understand. Oh, what the what? So it's not even one coin. No. I are you kidding me? You can buy other ones. You can buy some that'll give you like ten for a penny. Hmm. Quick note for a lot of people: if I talk to a lot of people that are like, yeah, I'm into crypto. Cool. Let's talk about it. Or, like, or they have questions for me because I'm getting this reputation well, of a crypto guy you, around here. You are. And you're starting to actually consult people. Yeah. Which I hope that you're charging for. I'm not at all. Well, I, I, I love you, talking about it. I know, but you're going to have to start charging for it because after this goes out, people probably are going to start contacting you. <laughs> Please do. I love talking about it. Happy okay. to help. Free. Yeah. But like... No, I'm going to make the money. So okay, he, sure. he's my, Send, <laughs> we're going Venmo into business. <laughs> you can Venmo me and I'll let you talk to Jacob. Yeah. Go on. Um, almost every person I can, I have like talked to about crypto stuff. Um, It's just this really surface level understanding, which I don't want to like shit on that. Like they didn't choose to go down the rabbit hole as much as I did, mm-hmm. whatever. But it's viewed as like stocks and if I invest this, I'll get rich because I heard others got rich. It's really, really dangerous. Like it is extremely volatile. And most people have heard so much about like Dogecoin recently. I have no clue what that is. It's it's unfortunate. Most people who are investing tons of money in it don't know what it is. The thing about crypto and blockchain is like, it is game-changing technology. It will change the world, whether you like it or not, whether you think it's like a tulip fad or whatever bullshit you can label it as. It will change the world, and it's happening right now. Resist it if you want. It doesn't matter. It's happening. The problem is there's also it's so easy to create my own cryptocurrency that there's a lot of shit. 
Just like when the internet came about, there's a whole bunch of just bullshit websites that went bankrupt real fast. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people lost a lot of money in the whole dot-com thing. A lot of people made tons. A lot of people lost everything. Okay. Same thing is going to happen with crypto. Already has. It's as simple as going to a website and you can literally generate your own blockchain. I could call it Jake Coin, make 10 billion of them and hit generate and it'll make it for me. What Dogecoin is, is a joke about a Chinese dog that somebody made by copying Bitcoin's code and making it instead of 21 million, like 50 billion or something. I don't know mm. the actual number of Dogecoin in existence. But what that did is it made it like the value was like tiny, tiny fractions of a penny. And so people that bought into Dogecoin early, even as a joke, I remember seeing it in 2017. It was like a third of a cent for a token. I was like, why would I buy? It's literally a joke. Mm -hmm. The creators made it as a joke and think it's a joke. So many people started buying into it. Elon Musk also thought it was funny because it is. It was a joke. And he started accepting it for like Tesla <laughs> just because he could. And it's like value skyrocketed. I think it got up to like 80 cents. And keep in mind, you could buy it for a fraction of a penny. So if you put in like... So it's 80 cents per coin. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where it is now. It it went up somewhere around there. I didn't follow it because it's a joke. It's stupid. Mm -hmm. There's no inherent value behind it. There's no game-changing tech. It's a copy of Bitcoin's code fractionalized so that the tokens are worth less. Okay. Um, it was very early created, so there was a lot of followers, which gave it some value, but it was still fractions of a penny. Then all the hype kicked in. And it made it, it just skyrocketed because so many people started just piling on because of the hype. Mm -hmm. Shot up to like 80 cents or something. Then everyone lost their ass and it went down to like 30, 40 cents. Then there came this copy of that token called Shiba, which is another type of dog similar to the Dogecoin one. They're making all these dog tokens. And then everyone's like, oh, the next big token is going to be Shiba. And it was. Hype piled in fractions of a cent go up to like 10, 20, 30, 40 cents. So people literally spending like five, 10 grand in this became billionaires. And then the sell-off happens. What do you mean by the sell-off? Um, so say it's at a fraction of a penny. Mm -hmm. Early people get in or the creators too, who have big piles of it. They have tons, right? Like billions, billions of tokens because they're fractions of a penny. Or the guys who put in five grand when it was first made and they got tons of it. Then when the hype comes in, like you can get rich off of this, people start pouring in and that pumps the value of it. Yeah. So everyone's still buying in as it's going up because mm -hmm. they're like, we're going to get rich too. Mm -hmm. The people who bought in early now are sitting on fortunes. Yeah. What are they going to do? They're uh, going to sell it. Yeah, let's sell it. That drives it down. Oh. There's a major sell-off so and the all ones the people that, buying so in. So the ones that sold off, you know, at a good time made billions or millions of dollars. Yeah, but that's okay. the people who got in super duper early. Well, good for them. I guess, but it's it's like <laughs> my only point with all this story is, uh -huh. is most people who are like, I'm into crypto too. What do you think about Shiba? If you remember, we were at that Sundance cabin 
Um, and that one dude there, he started asking me about crypto. I was like, what do you think about Shiba? I was like, I think it's bullshit. Oh. He's like, oh, we need to have lunch. <laughs> remember him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, so. Okay, I remember. Like, it's a copy. It's it's based on nothing but hype. There's no technology. Okay. There's so many cool projects in crypto that have inherent value that serve a purpose that aren't some copy of code. So, like, people that are just getting in, like, be careful. Don't dive into hype coins. If you hear about some token that's going to explode, stay the hell away from it because it's okay, already too late. To know. So, what would I, what, what would, what advice would you give to me? Download that app that you said. If you want to get into crypto. What should I invest in now? I hate telling anyone to invest. First of all, this is my caveat. No, I'm, I know, but I'm asking you. And legally, I have to like, not financial advice. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. As I mentioned before, I lost everything and went bankrupt. Yeah, that's and great. Go on. I have to, no, I have to say this. Like, <laughs> it, it could happen again and I'm okay with it. If you're not okay with it, don't invest. I know, but I'm asking you right now. I'm coming to you, Jacob. I want to invest. Me personally, not. You're not persuading me. Mm -hmm. Where do I start? So the way to get into crypto is, like I said, Coinbase, buy, buy Ethereum. I don't, re I don't know if I'd recommend holding that necessarily. Like the, what I would recommend is what I'm doing, right? If I'm following my own advice, mm -hmm. all my money is in secret network. And the ticker for that is SCRT, secret. Okay. Um, that's a little bit trickier to buy because Coinbase doesn't have it. You'd have to buy Ethereum, wait for like five days until your money's cleared, move the Ethereum over to a different account, swap that for secret network. But the best way, though, to invest is to buy into like secret or Ethereum and then have your money locked up so you can make that interest? Um, Ethereum doesn't do that. They might be switching to that mechanism, but they use mining as well. So there's no way to like lock it up. So, so how do I make money? As in like interest, like reliable income? Like I want to, I want to invest in a thousand dollars and within a few months make some good money. I have no idea where it's going to go. So I can't tell you what is going <laughs> to make money if it was that easy <laughs> no, we'd I'm, all mortgage our houses and get, you know. i'm saying like okay i guess i believe secret network is going a good the, bet. let's go to the route you went so where you're able to live off this sure so i'm not saying necessarily i want to i mean yeah i would love to one day but i'm a little bit more cautious mm -hmm. so i want to invest a thousand dollars i'd say buy secret network buy secret network and lock it up yeah, staking. Okay. Staking. Stake yep. Learning the terms. So I'm going to do some staking. You get 24% interest paid in secret tokens. Every month I get 24% interest? How does that work? Every second. Like it's. Oh, fuck. Every second I get 24% interest? Fuck, sign me up. No. Why are we. Get off the podcast. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> it's 24% annualized, but it's paying constantly. Oh. So. <laughs> I was like, you're not getting 24 percent a second. You should have saw me light up. I was like a fucking Christmas tree over here. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. Okay, so annually it w it's 24 percent interest. Yeah. Okay, so and that's variable. It's been going down slowly as it's gained popularity. And well, that's bullshit. More people, people are getting. Well, in. then we do not like put this podcast out there because I need to invest. I don't want more people signing up. Yeah. Um. All right, so that's good to know. Now, let's get to NFTs. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is an NFT? 
Okay. NFT stands for non-fungible token. So I really don't fucking understand these. That's what I'm here for. They kind of piss me off, to be honest. Sure. Fungible means um, replaceable. So if I have a $100 bill, like money has to be fungible. That's one thing that makes it money. What does fungible mean again? Fungible means I can replace it. Okay. Kind of. So if you have a $100 bill and I have a $100 bill, you're not going to give a shit if I swap our $100 bills. Mm -mm. That's fungible. Oh, okay. If I have an art piece and you have an art piece, those aren't necessarily fungible. Even though they're the same value, you may or may not want to trade me. My art's different than yours. Exactly. So I don't want yours. That's what fungible is. Oh. So non-fungible means it is a token on a blockchain that is unique. So you may or may not be able to trade it for another one. Mm-hmm. All bitcoins are the same. You don't give a shit which bitcoin you own. NFTs are non-fungible. They're unique. You may give a shit which NFT you own instead of another one. So it's about uniqueness. Right now, what most people think of with an NFT is these little art pieces of like gorillas and shit. Fucking that are stupid. I'm sorry. They're yeah. like, I, I was on Instagram and I don't even know. I unfollowed her a long time ago, but I was following Paris Hilton just because she had this story that came out about how she was like molested in Utah. And so that got me following her. And I'm like, oh, finally she's speaking some truth. And then she went stupid again. So then I unfollowed her. The truth her. was that she got molested? <laughs> You're like, that's truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, I was love that she was standing up for people that really didn't have a voice but then she uh, kind of went in her own stupid world again about like possessions and shit and i was like i can't do this i see um to each is their own whatever and mm. so then i stopped following her and then she kept popping up into my newsfeed again and right. i noticed that she created her own nfts which are fucking stupid they, they they look i don't know what it is i just don't have a good feeling about her nfts for some reason they just look fucking evil and stupid i don't mm. like them i don't know if i showed you them uh-uh. but they're really ridiculous and so that really got me into like, what the fuck is NFTs? And then, and we'll get to you in a minute, how you have created your own NFTs and yours are actually very unique than the ones that everybody else is, is putting out in the world and producing. So I, I love what you have done and we'll get to those in just a minute. But um, yeah, it, continue to explain what NFTs are and why people are creating them. So like I said, they're non-fungible, they're unique tokens on a blockchain. That's all NFT means. Most people view NFTs as these popular things, which are like the apes and the cartoon pictures, which are selling for stupid amounts of money. Yeah. Um, those are like the really early crypto projects, the really early NFTs. Um, this, this is a fad. This will die. The whole art thing. Probably. Um, however, these early ones, like the bored apes, because they have the community that they do, I, think they're going to keep going up interesting that and like there's crypto punks um some of these early projects are going to continue to rise just like really rare art in the art world so it's kind of like art in the crypto world yes so if i buy an nft it's almost like it's just an art piece like what do i fucking do with it so the way that these nft projects work like i'm going to use the board ape yacht club because that's kind of the one okay. everyone keeps seeing everywhere that's kind of the really big famous project does six gen have the ape ones like what is they're I'm- a different version of them his is cheaper okay um so there's ten thousand of them 
they made these art pieces. There's 10,000. They sold them for, I think, like $800 initially. Mm. But it was like a while ago before the hype was there for NFTs. Mm -hmm. So the NFT gives you access to like this Discord server, basically a big chat room of everyone else that has one. You can't get in without one. So it's kind of like a ticket access. And they're doing this like annual party on a yacht club and it of like course. it's like you're you have to have this nft to get in right yes okay so it grants okay. you access to this exclusive community Stupid. what's pumping the value of these is like just the fact that they've caught on like mark cuban owns a whole bunch of them uh justin bieber has a whole bunch paris hilton has a whole bunch mm -hmm. like mega mega celebrities are piling into these and so now the value is starting to go down no up. No up? Like, what's it worth to be in a chat room with half the A-list celebrities? Nothing. Or go to a, I know, like, <laughs> yeah, you can be cool and not give a shit, but, like, a lot of people do. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you want to network value or whatever, like, that's real. People wanting to get into that, there's value there. And people want just the status symbol of it. And none so, of my, like, my, none of my listeners care about that shit. Sure, that's fine. I don't either. Like, I'm not going to spend that much money for that. But other people will, and they'll continue to have that desire. And I, I believe they will continue to go up. However, there's so many people pumping out similar NFT projects where it's just art and access to a chat room. Yeah. And they think it's going to blow up. A lot of them are, to be fair. I believe this aspect of NFTs will crash pretty hard. I could see that. Um, when that does happen, it would probably be wise to snatch a bunch up because I also think they'll recover. But well, NFTs go a lot further than little art pieces. Think about, I mean, the internet has changed a lot of things, but look at the areas where like I said earlier, internet made it so that you could copy files, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing that will prevent you from copying an image, right? Anyone can do it on their computer. You can't do that with crypto stuff. Think about the things that the internet couldn't really change, things that you still need paper for. It's like think of your car title. Remember when you lost yours and you had to find it? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like how often do you have to find something on a freaking piece of paper? It feels weird and outdated. Mm -hmm. Your house title. Well, I have to write a check for just send to some fucking thing I forgot about. Yeah. And they only accept checks. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? I mean, cryptocurrency fixes that because it's just sending payments and you can program it. Mm. But with unique things that show ownership, like the title to your car, the title to your house. Do you realize every time you buy or sell a house, you have to pay a title company like $5,000 to make sure that the title is free of liens and move it to the other person? Are Crip you fucking kidding me? Nope. Title company. You have to hire one every time. Fucking assholes. Yep. Cryptocurrency and smart contracts. I'm going to do that for like a 50 cents with an NFT if your title was an NFT. Damn. That will happen. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, that that's pretty outdated, though, the title companies. Yeah, that's it's pretty ridiculous. ridiculous. But there's been no solution until now. Because if it's on the internet, anybody can copy it or replicate it. You don't know what's real. You don't know who really owns it. 
when it's on a blockchain, there's hundreds of thousands of servers verifying, yep, that's the owner. Mm, There's no liens on it. So it's verified. That's what an NFT can do. So like, yeah, titles, concert tickets. uh, I don't even know. There's a whole bunch of things. Now I want to get into, you have created NFTs. Yeah. So Can we like, talk about those or sure. are you not ready to yet? No, I'm happy to talk about Cause it. Because I, let me just say real quick though, the work and the detail that you've put in these NFTs, they're like nothing other than I, there's nothing, they're nothing that I've ever seen before. I'm excited about them. I think they're awesome. No, I know you're excited. And I'm actually really <laughs> excited for you because I've seen what has been floating out in the NFT world. Like I said, Paris Hilton and, um, you know, Mark Cuban and a few other celebrities and, there's, they're kind of they're really stupid to me and also a lot of because I don't understand it but yours are actually really fun and I really actually enjoy yours like because they're very they're artsy like mm-hmm. it really to me it really is art and they're panda bears which yeah. are fucking cool yeah and but you you dress these panda bears up to where they're like one's wearing a mask one's you know like <laughs> and has like a, a cigar coming out, you know, like yeah. they're really cool. They're and like fancy Renaissance panda. Bears. Yeah, they're really cool. <laughs> and I'm like, this is something that if I were to get into the NFT world, which I don't know if I ever will, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just now starting to possibly invest into crypto and secret network. Like you kind of started convincing me. Um, I would invest in your NFTs and not only because of the artwork, you have something special about your NFTs. Yeah. So with every effort, like the NFT market is getting insanely saturated, which is what's going to cause the crash. So many people are just pumping out cheap artwork trying mm-hmm. to make a buck. Um, and, and to be honest, my own project was trying to like get in on the hype of this while it's hot because I think it's fun and it would be funny. True, but I know you I, personally, and you're a perfectionist, so yes. it's not just pumping out shit. No, you never not. just pump shit out. So thank you, and that's true. It's like, true. I'm I am unwilling to sell something to someone that I don't stand behind and find 100%. value in. Yeah. So, secret network again, like saves the day because real quick, like NFTs also are public. Whoever owns it, that address is visible. So people have started, like, news companies have been like, guess who just bought an NFT because they figured out whose address it was. Mm. And they're revealing, like, which celebrities have spent, like, half a million dollars for an ape. And maybe they didn't want that out, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, Secret Network, all the NFTs are private. You can choose to reveal it or not. Quentin Tarantino uh, recently partnered with Secret Network to release some Pulp Fiction NFTs. Mm-hmm. They auctioned off only one so far out of seven, and it sold for $1.1 million. Oh, my God. And it's literally, it's a picture. and But because it's on Secret Network, the owner, only the owner, can see, like, secret data behind it that shows, like, Quentin Tarantino his first like drafts of writing the script on certain parts of, mm-hmm. of Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. So it's something that no one else in the world really has access to. Mm-hmm. So That's cool. Um, but with secret NFTs, you can have private data built in and you can program them. So I tried to thought for a long time how to just add value. Another thing that NFTs have is you can build in royalties. 
So I can have, I can release whatever, say a thousand of my panda bear pictures. I can build in a royalty that goes to my wallet address of like 1%. So anytime in the future for the rest of eternity, if that changes hands, goes from one place to another and it's sold, it will pull 1% of it through a smart contract and deposit it into my account. And you can do that with anything. You could set your house up as an NFT and anytime it sells in the future, you can program it to give you a royalty. Oh, fuck. Are you serious? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if I bought one of your panda bears. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I sell it. Uh-huh. How does that, like, what am I getting from, besides the obvious selling it, am I getting a royalty or is it just you getting the royalty? I get the royalty. Okay. That's built into the initial smart contract of the mm-hmm. project. You wouldn't get anything other than, I mean, you sell it for X mm-hmm. amount, you'd get that money. Okay. Um, but what I've done with the Panda Bear project is I've set up a wallet account that it has a 6% royalty. So anytime that any Panda Bear is sold, 6% of that sale will go into this, this account. Mm-hmm. And then on November 11th of every year, so it's one, 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 one. I've worked in all this like secret society stuff. It's called the secret society of phantom pandas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I actually really like it. Cause most of the NFTs on secret network, like kind of just like to be silly about the fact that it's all secret. So they have all these, like the first big project on secret network was called anons, like anonymous. And they're uh-huh. like these faceless creatures. Uh-huh. So it's just, there's a lot of like secrecy built in just kind of as an ode to the network. So the phantom thing, they all have phantom masks on, like phantom of the opera. Yeah. And they're supposed to be like this elite group of phantom pandas. I don't know. That's <laughs> funny. But basically, 6% of it goes into what I've called the legacy fund. This is on November 1st. November 11th of every year. Oh, November 11th 11, of every 11. year. Yeah. The entire contents of that wallet address. So all of that 6% royalty. Mm-hmm would go into just that wallet address and then it's distributed to every owner. Okay. So if they own one of your pandas, they're getting that percentage. They'll get every year paid every year. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like you're giving back. I think it will be cool. No, I think it's phenomenal. And no other um, NFT place does that. Right. I've heard of some that are doing very similar since, but not on kind of, it's more rare than. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of NFT projects now are starting, because it's so saturated, they're starting to compete by adding real value. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen some that it's like, we're selling a hundred of these NFTs and they all give you access to this mansion in Las Vegas. So it's almost like a timeshare where only those people have access to it. Hmm. Interesting. There, there's a lot of stuff like that happening and it's cool to see the innovation mm-hmm. with the technology. Um. But like to put it into context, the the board ape yacht club, which, I mean, this is this is looking at like the most popular project on the internet, so it's not a great comparison, but it's fun to look at anyway. Um, they have averaged like fifteen million dollars worth of sales every day for the last ninety days. Mm-hmm. So if you took a six percent royalty from those and applied it over a year and then divided it by this that i'm doing 2222 pandas 
And I might reduce that. That's a good number. I don't sell out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you if if it was a similar percentage of uh-huh. the, of the yacht club, every single panda owner would get about sixty five thousand dollars a year. Wow. Which isn't gonna happen. But like, if every if every owner got like a few hundred dollars a year, I think it'd be awesome. Well, yeah, that's they're only selling for a few hundred bucks in the beginning anyway. So. So are yours available to buy? No, not yet. When are you going to make them available? Uh, still working on it. So my art's not done yet. You have to create art that's going to make 2,000 bears. And mm-hmm. uh, they all have to be unique. Every single one is 100% unique, which is what makes them cool. And you're making 2,000 of them. Yeah. And what are you calling it? The Secret Society of Phantom Pandas. I thought there was something with 222 in there. There, That's how many there is. Oh, well, you said it was 2,000, so is it... There's two- 2,222. Okay, hold well, on. <laughs> I still want to say that every time. <laughs> okay. So it- I've got a website up. It's phantompandas.com, and you can... That'll tell you about the project, and it has a link to get on the list to be notified when they launch. Oh, that's good. You have a list. Right mm-hmm. on. Building a list. That actually takes you to a giveaway page where it's like you can win one of these panda bears when we launch... When you get on the list. So you put in your email and you're on the list to win and to get notified when they launch. Nice. Uh, And then you can share it if you want to and get a whole bunch more entries to win. I love that. And then I'm building up the Twitter as well. Got some marketing stuff going on right now. That's phenomenal. While I work on the art. Well, I need to get uh, panda number 222. I can't control it. I'd give it to you, but I can't control that because when they mint, which means like when a NFT project launches, you you mint one, which means you pay your your amount in crypto and mm-hmm. it generates your NFT. So a lot of them sell out in like five minutes. All right. So I guess before you launch, we'll have you on here again and we'll do a fun little like launch party. I think that'd be great. Sure. We talk about your pandas and get people... Ready to go with the pandas because I've seen your artwork. It's phenomenal. They're funny. I think they're cool. They're hilarious. <laughs> and it's like I said, I'm not a fan of the NFT world. But when I saw yours, I'm like, just because your art is so good, I would invest. <laughs> that's Thank how you. that's how cool they are. I love them. I think they're funny. Just these fat pandas that have like this <laughs> I will, secret society. Well, I love that. It's like the Phantom of the Opera theme, you know? They got the the, the yeah. half mask on and then like their their attire's like different. It's pretty cool. I like it. I think they're cool. Um, do you have anything else to that you would like to say to people that are obviously beginners for crypto world or um, cryptocurrency? I would say don't dismiss it. Like it's really easy to look at NFTs and say those are stupid. People are spending, like I did. <laughs> people are spending a million dollars for a picture of a monkey. That's stupid. Like it might be, but there's something there. There's a reason. So like don't dismiss it. Like educate yourself. Dig in a little bit and see the real technology behind NFTs. All of you people that are scoffing at it and saying it's stupid you will all own NFTs. It might be your car title. It might be your house. It might be tickets. It might be any kind of ownership that can't be replicated, but you will own them. That's interesting. And as well as the way the world is going, the way currencies are getting devalued, the way governments all around the world are fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. Money 
is going to move into crypto because it can't be fucked up by government so far. What they're trying to do is create government crypto. Mm. And they will do that. Who's going to buy into that? The, it, they will make it very easy. They will probably make give it, you a percentage they will make back. It usable. Yeah, they'll probably like entice you to do it too. But the only way they can make a government cryptocurrency really valid is it's going to still have to be traded against Bitcoin and therefore traded against every other crypto. Mm. And so even if they do that and it becomes mainstream, Bitcoin will soar. And all of the projects that have real value, like Secret Network, which allows you to do programmable money in private, will skyrocket. So just look into it. Whether you're ready to put money into it or not, educate yourself so that you know what it really is. Because well, I think our should. money is going down downhill in and, value. Which I agree. And I think anything that you're you're either scared of or you're not aware of, you should at least learn about it. And like, and that's what I'm doing with you right now. Like, mm -hmm. and I kind of in the past a little bit, but especially talking with you right now is like, I really have learned a lot and I really would like to invest a little bit, um, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still cautious. Sure. But, um, and that's good. And like I, it's volatile, you know? Well, I think it's, and I think it's smart too. Like anything. And I, and I totally admitted it when I would laugh at you when you're so involved in the crypto world, mm -hmm. but it was because I was ignorant. Yes. Thank you. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm, I'm admitting that right now. Um, when you're not, when you don't know enough about the subject or things that are going on, like you make fun of it and yeah. you're like, no, it's not for me. Like, but you don't even know about it. And every time I'm like, maybe you should learn about it before you make fun of me. I don't want to. Well, I didn't want okay. to. In the, well, I didn't want to in the moment because it was overwhelming for me. And, and I it did, is. It, it, it and really I had a lot of other things that I was taking on in the moment. So it was, it was a lot, it was really overwhelming. Um, but I'm glad I took the time to listen to you today because it has changed my mind to at least want to invest in a smaller amount to see like, just like the system, how it works. Yeah. Um, knowledge is power and everything. Yes. And exactly. so I, I think that's great. And I think you're so knowledgeable and kudos to you for sticking with it for so long. Like, even, like even I when so it. many, I love it. Even when it tanked for so long and now look where it's at. So yeah. kudos to you. Yeah. It'll probably continue to tank for a bit <laughs> with the war, but then I think it is going to have a big, big shift pretty soon. Yeah. So. Well, thank you, Jacob, for coming on the Becca Hayes Show. Always a pleasure. And thanks for having me. Saranara. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, Mexico. What? What? <laughs>Oh, by the way, forgot to tell people to get a hold of you. So if you are curious about cryptocurrency or you have questions for Jacob, can they? Re do you have an email address they can reach you at? I just say Instagram at Jacob Vince. Okay. <laughs> well, some people don't have Instagrams. That's what I'm saying. So if you have Instagram at Jacob Vince, if you don't, what's your email? Jacob Stansfield at gmail.com. Um. If he is going to give you information about Bitcoin and help, I don't know, consult you, you do have to send Venmo $100 to Becca Hayes. So <laughs> I'm his agent. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Something like that. <laughs>